morning, good evening, good night. Thank you for letting me break into your phones. This is Joey Two Wallets, and you are in the car with me. Okay, this is the XFL Power Rankings Explained. Okay, week three. Uh, we had an episode week two. And this is the second episode. I didn't do power rankings first week. So the way I'm going to start this, because last week I just bunched them in two teams and did a little explanation. The start of this one, I'm going to start with the number 18. My Guardians. When, when this season started, I was talking to two fellow podcasters and Big Chief Daddy and SoCal. We had all picked a team, okay, for whatever reason. Big Chief Daddy chose the Viper, okay, who actually I'm fond of too because of Jerry Glanville, but that's neither here nor there. SoCal chose Dallas, the Renegades. So I naturally jumped on Houston because it looked like the Houston Oilers symbol. And then I looked and I was like, I saw the helmet. I realized that Kevin Gilbride was on the team. I actually dug McGloin when I watched him in Oakland. So I was like, you know what? I'm hopping on the black, the black and gray team. I'm going to hop on the Guardians. That's my squad. Regardless, they won first week. I was stoked. But when I did my statistics after week two, and then after watching the second game, okay, let me rephrase that. I watched the second game. Then I did my stats, I realized that there was more problems than we had issues. Now, third week, we lose again. And in my power ranking, my guardians are going to stay number eight. Okay. I actually thought we improved. <laughs> we got dog walked by one of the best teams in the league. I'm not going to say where they're placed this week. Because I got a controversial ending. I really feel, if I'm speaking to my guardians, I saw improvement week three. But you guys didn't come close to putting it all together. We had an injury again, McGloin out in the first quarter. We had our third quarterback coming, who actually looked good, which is the reason why I'm. I'm actually happy. We actually have players coming out on Twitter saying that they want to be on the Guardian, which means that there's some there's some friction going on in the locker room about whether people are playing or not. So, Kevin Gilbride, you said it. You said we're either going to sink or swim. Well, you didn't say those words, but basically that's what you were saying. You said we can either come together or we're going to fall. It looks like we got some dissension in the locker room. And I'm just saying, please, Kevin Gilbride, fire the offensive coordinator. The offense is too simple. Defenses are reading it very simple. Defenses are faster. Yes, I know this is not the NFL, but the player style and athlete is still too fast for the simplistic offense. I'm not mad if you want to bring a quarterback along, but, hey, if... McGloin's not going to be the quarterback. 
we really, really need to find, we really need to find a guy who's really going to take a hold of the team at the leadership position. I feel that if Kevin Gilbride, you're not going to be the main voice in the locker room, one of these players, I really feel that we need to coach somebody up. And then my guardians will be what we saw week one, balanced, bend but don't break, and force turnovers. That's what I expect from my Guardians. So coming to number eight, New York Guardians. The NYG. Be back, guys. Welcome back after that smooth interlude. I'm going to go right into, all right, this team is ranked seventh place, but speaking of smooth, that's exactly what they are. This team, even though they're one and two, Jim Zorn got Seattle looking like Jim Zorn. Now, some people will say that you can look at good coaches based on the record. I honestly believe that's unfair. Because I look at this team, they're not a bad football team. Like, if, if you watch Seattle at home, okay, some teams just have it in their mind where you have some players that did, because it's a team sport, right? So you just have it in some spots where Seattle at home, is going to be a difficult out, regardless whoever plays them. Um, so if you go up to the 12th man dragon, okay? If you go up to the 12th man dragon, which is what I'm going to call their stadium, you're, you're going to, dude, you're going to have a tough time with that football team. They run the ball. Let's not forget Jim Zorn is Jim Zorn. They run the ball. Their defensive line is solid, and their secondary at home, I know it's only, th but I just have a feeling this is going to be one of those teams at home. They're going to be a lot better than on the road. Like I said, I have that feeling. I haven't done the stats between uh, away and home yet because there's only been one game, so I can't really decipher. So when it comes to teams like Seattle, right now, I believe their trajectory, the trajectory of this team may be moving up. Now, I mean, if you want to get into the stats of it all. Okay. Let's see. When it comes to Seattle, last week, they had the fourth-ranked defense, and they're ranked six. I really only dropped them because they lost. You know? So... But this week, their defense didn't really stay on par for where they were. They're a middle-of-the-road defense, but their offense, for whatever reason, they're efficiently not good at being efficient, which is weird because I'll have to get into the turnovers. Like I said, my stats are going to be ever-evolving. I'm not just going to stop at yards, okay? Because right now, I'm working on yards and points. So... 
Seattle is only allowed 64 points, but actually ain't that bad. You know, so I mean, I mean, we don't want to compare some of the other teams right now. Somebody's about to get my 100-point award, but I'm not going there. Um, whew. Okay. So Seattle is going to be my number seven team this week. Dragons, you dropped a spot from the last week. Mainly, it's only because you lost a game at home where you guys seem to play better at. So we'll see what happens week four for you guys. Peace. Alright guys, and coming in after that smooth interlude, I'ma try and come in smooth on these because I'll be I'll be getting a little bit excited and I wanna talk about this quick, but I gotta I wanna ease into things. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna ease into this one too. The Vipers. <sighs> Dude. The Vipers are developing before your very eyes. And not only that. I'm going to take something back I said after the last podcast. I thought Mark Tressman was in over his head. I, I, I really did until I saw this last game. They're finding ways to put this together on the fly. That's just what it feels like. But every single week, that team gets better, better, and better. First week, we could all say they lost to the Guardian. They were the worst team in the league. You could say that. But after the second week, you could tell that football team was all game. They just happened to lose the game late in Seattle. And if anybody watched that game, that game was loud. Like, it was lightning loud. Like, my TV, I had to turn down a little bit because that stadium was loud. They got hyped. And then if you watch the Seattle game at home this weekend, the 12th man is in the drag. That 12th dragon, man, that Seattle is, is going to be difficult. Okay, so now we're transitioning to the Viper, right? So, that that is not a bad football team. It is not a bad football team. They just, they turn over the ball too much. That is really what it comes down to. They turn over the ball too much. They really do. And that's really all it comes down to. So, I had you guys at fourth. You guys had the number one ranked defense. Your defense dropped to number three. You played, you played one of the best teams in the league. I, I I can't even, you know, like it's it's really simple. Like you guys, you have to get a win here soon if you want to jump back up in the power ranking. I believe you're better than two teams that beat you. I, I really do. You guys are ranked above Seattle and the and the New York Guardian. I honestly believe you're better than both those team football teams right now. I believed if you played both those football teams in a neutral site, you'd beat both. I just feel like that the Vipers are like, they're right there. They're so close. And I'm not even a fan. Jerry Glanville, it looks like they might have figured out your blitz screen. Uh, your, your, I'm sorry, your blitz scheme. Uh, you're going to have to start putting in a little bit more zone blitzing. Uh, the Vipers are the number one blitzing team in the league for anybody who watches the XFL. If you haven't noticed, now you know. 
Uh, Jerry Glanville has not changed, won't change. I'm surprised he hasn't put on the hat and said, we going to blitz beep. <laughs> if you guys remember his rant from back in the day. If you don't, look up Jerry Glanville. That dude is, that dude is so good for a quote. So good for a quote. All right, guys, and that is Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay comes in at sixth. They have the funny. Here's funny. They've scored the least points in the league, but when it comes to yards gained, they're second in the league. And when it comes to defense, they're top three in sacks. They, and they don't allow people to get a lot of yards. So, like, what's the problem? They turn over the ball too much. It's just just that simple. So, Tampa Bay, I'm... I'm not a fan of y'all's, but I really believe you guys are right there on the cusp, which is why I didn't drop you all the way down to seven. I still think you're a tick better than Seattle Um, offensively. I mean, if I go back to the last game, you guys, if it wasn't for Seattle taking the fourth quarter from y'all, y'all would have y'all first victory. And Seattle, I would still feel the same about that state. They got, to me, they got the best home crowd so far. Uh, St. Louis. St. Louis, man, St. Louis is close too. Um, So again, a number six, Tampa Bay. Hey guys, I really like that smooth interlude. I I listened to it like three or four times. I was trying to pick like a new, (laughs) Uh, okay, anyway. So, team coming in at fifth. Last week, they were seventh. That is L.A. You want to talk about a bounce back. They really took out the number one team in the league. Beat them by more than 20. In L.A., though. L.A. showed up. <laughs> LA definitely showed up for their crowd. Now, again, the conversation I had with fellow podcaster SoCal and Big Chief Daddy from There Goes a No Hitter on Sports Daddy TV, none of us saw this coming. They traded their best rated defensive player over to DC last week. Well, right before the game last week. So he's had a whole week to train and pick up the defensive playbook. And then gladly handed them an L. Smashed him. Absolutely smashed him. And Josh Johnson, for those of you guys who don't... Wow, I said Josh Johnson. (laughs) My bad. For those of you guys that don't know Johnson, okay? Played with the Bucks. Played with the Redskins, played with the 49ers. Started games for all three teams. He's played on the NFL scene. For people's like, oh, they're trash. No. He is not trash. He is a journeyman quarterback who looks like he found his league to dominate. From what we saw last week, don't be surprised if that's what you see for the rest of the season. Don't be surprised. I'm telling you that right now. 
it looks like he's going to be able to overthrow all the receivers on his team. So he's going to be able to, as soon as they get good chemistry, that offense could very well be the best offense in the league. And right now, their offense is ranked sixth. But they had a bad two first weeks. Because first week he didn't play. Second week they started slow. And in the third week, you know, as you guys saw what they're capable of. Now, they needed some time for the defensive coordinator to, you know, when he got fired, Pep got fired. So, when Pep got fired, that was a transition week. We all pretty much picked L.A. to lose that week. Um, I also do believe I might end up having a pick at the end of the week for the XFL. for three weeks in, so now we can start picking who our favorites are. We now all see what they look like, so on and so forth. So, but the L.A., Man, I even went as far as to call them the L.A. girls. Man, I, <laughs> the L.A. Wildcats, okay? Congratulations. Y'all dog walked what looked like the team that was going to walk through the rest of the league, and y'all proved everybody wrong. I honestly want to know how much money people lost in Vegas betting on D.C. against L.A. I, I, like, I would really like to know that because I know a lot of people lost out on some money. So anyway, team coming in at number five was last week's seventh, your L.A. Wildcats. Oosah, right into that, guys. All right. All right, now we got the top four teams, and honestly, you could really be excited about all four. You Like, you really could. So, coming in at number four, Dallas. Dallas, Dallas. If you have not seen my power rankings, Dallas comes in at number four. I post my power rankings ahead of time, and then this is power rankings explained. Again, my power rankings are not based on record. SoCal, if you are listening, man, fellow podcaster SoCal, he is a Dolphin fan fanatic. He said, I'm picking Landry Jones. That's his guy. He likes Landry Jones. You know what? <laughs> Last two weeks, Landry Jones and balled out, boy. I got two wins. You go ahead, Landry Jones. You get your thing right there, Landry. You do your thing. Hey, Landry Jones plays 2-0. That's all I really got to say. You know what, though? They play defense in Dallas. They defense play better than Dallas Cowboys, my goodness. Landry Jones and Dallas plays defense. They have the number one rated offense based on yards right now. They move the ball better than anybody else in the league. They're slowing down people to the tone to where they can really stop them. I'm like, SoCal, congratulations on your Dallas. Renegades, 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 Renegades. Dallas, man. Landry Jones is 2-0, and that defense is flying around. There's nothing else I need to say. Dallas comes in at number four.
right, you guys, it's getting personal. You are really in the car with Joey Two Wallace right now because I am entering the car wash. So right now we're not in the car with Joey Two Wallets. We're in the car wash with Joey Two Wallets. And that being said, coming in at number three, as they pretty much got washed themselves, uh, DC, the defenders, they didn't defend anything. I take that back. Jones was defending the fact that he could throw multiple interceptions. He proved that he could. He defended that thought, in fact. So much to the fact where he had to throw four of them. Let me make sure my windows are up. You get weird noises. Two ounces in the car wash. Ah! No, I'm just playing. <laughs> anyway, I mean, keep it real. When you turn over the ball, you don't stop anybody, and it seems like you don't show up, what else do you expect to happen? And because you guys lost so badly to a team, especially a team that's got a brand new defensive coordinator, uh, I mean, come on. You guys dropped two spots. DC, you were a third last week. I mean, you were first last week, and now you're third. But the funny thing is, I mean, I mean, you guys didn't really do too bad. I mean, you guys have only allowed 58 points in three games. I don't think that's bad. Because most of those points was in this game. So you're still the number three team in the league. I, in good conscience, cannot put you above the number two team because the number two team has been the most consistent in the league. And there's a little bit of controversy about one and two. But DC... I definitely got you at a solid three. And we'll see what happens. Good luck, Dallas. Oh, I said Dallas. My bad. <laughs> That's my bad. Good luck, DC. Um, if Jones plays like that, you guys are really going to need to develop that run game. But other than that, I don't see Jones playing like that. I think he just had one bad game. Even though I wasn't a fan of his in college, I don't like Ohio State personally. My favorite Ohio State quarterback of all time is Troy Smith. I wish I could see a. I wish I could see Troy Smith in this league. Part of me wants to see Tim Tebow, but Tim Tebow's playing baseball. I mean, now I'm just now I'm just chatting with y'all. I mean, come on. The number three team in the XFL is the D.C. Defenders. Hey, you guys. Welcome back. Like I said, I'm trying to come into these smooth, y'all. So I will say this. The number two team is with a real heavy heart. Because as the way they played the first three weeks, essentially, the only reason why, and if you guys are wondering the noise, I'm in the car wash. You guys are in the car wash with Joey Two Wallets. So, to be completely honest, the only reason why Seattle is number two is because you guys lost to Houston. That's the only reason why otherwise you guys are the most balanced. 
to me, you guys have my, as of right now, runner-up MVP. I mean, the, the, the MVP, there's three guys right now. Three guys. I have, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the quarterback from St. Louis, but right now he's one. I mean, he's two. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's two. I had Jones at one, but Walker, man. I mean, he wasn't even, PJ wasn't even supposed to be the starting quarterback. Isn't Connor Cook one of the faces of the league and he lost a starting job to PJ? Is nobody talking about this? I'm just curious. This guy was not supposed to be the starting quarterback of Houston. But, all right, the second best defense in the league is in St. Louis. The number three offense in the league is in St. Louis. I believe they have, for this league, one of the top three quarterbacks in this league. You could argue that he's the best quarterback in this league. So, like I said, you could argue, but I am not going to get to that argument right now. That's not what this is about. St. Louis balled out. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to say how they embarrassed that team. I, I don't even want to bring that team up right now because I already spoke about them, and I don't want to go there. So, St. Louis, with a heavy heart, you are number two because my head says that you're number one. My heart says you're number two. That's why my heart is heavy because I feel like my heart should be where my head is at. So, my head says you're number one just by looking at you guys, watching you guys play. And the other, the only other reason I could say is because when you guys played the Guardian, you guys got lethargic and the, the uh, halfway through the third and the fourth, like you guys just, you guys had already won the game, so there was no throat on the neck there. The only thing I think you guys can improve on is big plays. You guys don't do big plays, but then you guys don't, you guys haven't beaten yourselves either. So, my head says number one, but my heart says number two. And in this situation, I gotta go in my heart. And I swear the biggest reason is because you guys have lost to Houston. If you guys would have beaten Houston, I would, I would have no problem saying that you guys are number one. But as of this week, you guys are number two. All right, y'all. Y'all seen bad boys doing me one time. Usa. The number one team in the XFL is... And it's Houston, and deservingly so. I don't care how bad the defense is. Alright, I care. That's the reason why I bring it up. I care, I care, I care. And that's where my controversy comes in. The defense is not good. The offense has to play well. 
which is the reason why P.J. Walker, who was not supposed to be the starting quarterback of this team starting the season, is going to be number one. He's the MVP. They got the number one scoring offense in the league. I'm not... Dude, I, I'm one of those people, I love defense. It's hard for me to sit here and say that a team with a bad defense is number one. But I'm saying it. And sorry if I had to scream that out, but I had to get it out. I had to get it out. It's been bothering me for two weeks now. Def- Houston's defense is horrible. Everybody who watches football or everybody who's been watching XO says, well, how can a winless team uh, do all that? Everybody thinks the Vipers are horrible. I actually don't think the Vipers are horrible, but even the winless team league came in and got off on y'all. They, Houston, Tampa Bay got all they wanted at home. I don't know if it was because they were at home, y'all was on a roll, but y'all's defense is horrible. You guys have the sixth rated defense, okay? You're ranked number six, but you're number one in points scored. And if I'm not mistaken, you're tied. You're tied for second in the league for allowing the most points. So, sorry, y'all. I just got off the car wash and put on my seatbelt. Hey, safety first, people. Put on your seatbelts while you drive. It bugs me. Like, okay, it bugs me that I have to put you guys number one. But if uh, one guy is carrying a football team to an undefeated record so far in the XFL, and his play is what's determining wins and losses for your football team. I can't put you guys at number two. My head says that you're number two, but my heart says you're number one. And that's where the controversy comes in. If I would, if I could do a tie, I would do a tie. But I don't like ties. And I don't like the saying that goes along with people who say ties. People say that ties is like kissing your sister. No, ew. What do why, where do people think this stuff up from? That's nasty. Coming from Sports Day TV, don't kiss your sister. <laughs> okay. It hurts me. Look, I'm a June Jones fan. I'm a Connor Cook fan. Okay. I still, I'm like still at a loss. I like, you know, it, it, it bothers me. Like it eternally bothers me that a team with one of the worst defenses in the league, I'm ranking number one. But when the MVP is on that team, I cannot be mad. So I'm not going to hate. I'm going to take my little anger. I'm going to put it into a box. And then when they lose, I'm going to tell you right now, if they lose next week, I'm going to get into my pickums, and we're going to see where the upsets are because I'm telling you right now, I have for sure one upset happening for sure. But I'm not getting into that now. Wait until I do my pickums. I'm going to be posting on all the pages, you guys. And I'm doing it on Facebook. 
Watch, uh, listen to me on Spotify. <laughs> the number one team in the XFL right now, right now, right now, is Houston. The Roughnecks. They are number one. They have the number one football player in the league. They have the MVP. And they have the number one scoring offense in the league. I mean, it's that simple. And that's exactly where I'm leaving it. Because it's literally by a field goal and some hair that you guys are number one. It, it, to me, it's that close between one and two. So, that's my power rankings. Um, this is Joey Two Wallets from Sports Daddy TV. Please listen, follow, and subscribe. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, whatever your pleasure is. Let us know, and we will get on that too. So we, you guys, need to listen to us on that. Huh? Please uh, tune in. There's going to be episodes coming up for "There Goes a No Hitter" between a fellow. Sports Daddy TV member, the chairman, and co-founder, Big Chief Daddy. There goes a no-hitter, man. If y'all want to know baseball, anything about baseball, them two cats know it. One's a Yankees fan, one's a Dodgers fan. You couldn't get further apart from where their debates come. (laughs) So, if you like baseball, there goes a no-hitter. On Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow, like, subscribe us on Facebook and YouTube. And soon to come, big things with Sports Daddy TV. Y'all, so stay tuned. Good evening, good morning, and good night. And let me break up out your phone. You know what, guys, before I lick the stamp, put it on the envelope, lick the envelope and put it in and send it in the mail, I just want to say, can all the prayers go out to the Kobe Bryant family after the beautiful tribute? Um, I know this is uh, XFL explained, but I'm not a Laker fan and Kobe Bryant affected me. As somebody who used to root against that guy, I could not help but to see his greatness. And this is where I always get into the argument because people say you shouldn't compare him. I've always compared Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. I've always said that I liked Michael Jordan and, I mean, Kobe Bryant and thought Kobe Bryant was better. And I'm just stating this because this is not because of the death of Kobe Bryant and the life of Kobe Bryant. I just felt Michael Jordan was a little bit stronger. I felt Kobe was a more talented player. And I felt that Jordan was the hardest working player. But when you got Kobe Bryant, who's also known as the hardest working player with the talent, And it's not just basketball for Jordan or Kobe. So 
I just want to say, can we keep the prayers going for the Bryant family and all the families affected by that crash? And uh, thank you guys for listening to um, XFL ranking. A- XFL rankings explained. Uh, week three. Sports Daddy TV. Thank you guys. This is Sports Daddy TV, and thank you guys. Joey Two Wallets out.